Hey, everybody. This episode is brought to you by our proud title sponsor, NHL Sense Arena, the next generation of off-ice hockey training for players and goalies. Look, we know how much you invest in your children's hockey development, the early mornings, the travel, and let's not forget the expenses of training for hockey camps, private ice time, the general expenses of the season. It's a lot. But wouldn't it be great to bring that on-ice practice experience home that's fun, fits into your schedule, and that's affordable? If you said yes, which I'm sure you did, you've got to check out NHL Sense Arena. It's a top-tier virtual reality training game that brings the on-ice practice experience home so you can practice anytime and anywhere, literally. You can transform any part of your home into a virtual ice rink where you're getting unlimited access to over 100 drills, training plans from top coaches and players, weekly drill challenges, and more that focus on improving hockey sense and physical cognitive skills, starting at just $33 per month. That is a lot cheaper than an hour of ice time. The physical side of hockey gets a lot of attention, but we don't focus enough on the mental side of it. It's something we talk about on this show all the time. NHL Sense Arena provides an immersive solution for players to sharpen those skills when ice time is limited or not affordable and they want to get those extra reps in. So for our listeners, NHL Sense Arena is offering an exclusive $50 off their annual plan all you got to do is head over to their website, hockey.sensorina.com. Again, hockey.sensorina.com and use our code hockey never stops and you'll level up your off-ice training by using NHL Sensorina. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for supporting us and NHL Sensorina. Enjoy this episode of Our Kids Play Hockey. What's up, everybody? It's Lee. Welcome to another edition of Our Kids Play Hockey. Today, we're evaluating evaluations. We're talking about tryouts, as I'll say again in the open in just a few minutes. Uh, it's that time of the year, depending on when you're listening to this, where, you know, your kids' evaluations, your kids' tryouts are coming up, and we wanted to do an episode about it. It's a lengthy one, but we had a lot to say kind of all over the place with this one. Uh, it's a sensitive topic, and there's a lot to go over from the views of a parent, from the views as a coach, from the views as a player. Uh, and just even how evaluations are run. So this is an episode that will probably calm you down or at least give you some insight into how to look at this moving forward. So check it out. Also, if you haven't done so already, check out Christy and I's new children's book, When Hockey Stops. You can get it at whenhockeystops.com right now for early access before it's full release on March 29th. If you get it early, uh, you get some free gifts. Um, you get immediate shipping and you get the book signed. So check it out. If you want to support us, that's a great way to do it. Uh, but with that said, without further ado, check out this edition of Our Kids Play Hockey. It's starting right now. Here we go. Hello, hockey friends and families around the world, and welcome to another edition of Our Kids Play Hockey. Today's topic is a serious one. We're going to be evaluating evaluations. We're going to be talking about tryouts. How many letter monogram things can I make here? Uh, listen, it's that time of the year when this episode's coming out. Evaluations and tryouts are coming up for everybody. The, the stress is on. Everything's happening. And, and I was sitting down the other day. I said, we got to do an episode on this. We've kind of alluded to it in the past or we've talked about it in conversation but we've never done an actual episode about end of year evaluations and looking towards hockey the next year so with that said i'm going to bring in as you can see him on the screen if you're watching this my favorite people in the world mike benelli and christy casciano burns to talk about this uh and again you know i haven't done this in a while just a reset because we have a lot of new listeners uh, uh christy's kids have played hockey their whole lives her daughter is a division one hockey player right now her son has since graduated uh, Mike's kids both play hockey. They're in that kind of middle hockey journey, right, Mike, in that peewee kind of area. And my kid just started his hockey jersey. Um, he, he is just finishing his first year of might. 
So for the listening audience, you have parents who have been through all of it around and up and down and, and Mike and I are coaches and Christy is an anchor and like, we're just in the space, right? That's why these conversations are so great. But let me throw it to you first, Christy, because uh, in your book, which the show is based off of my kids play hockey, you did a whole thing about this. So I want to jump to you before Mike and I lose our minds. Let's set the stage. Nothing can unravel the coolest hockey parent faster than a hockey tryout. This is a really weird time. And Lee, you're starting to observe that now, aren't you? I am. Things are getting weird. The season is ended and parents are getting a little nutty. A lot lot of whispers, a lot of conversation. uh, Not not throwing anybody out with that. Just you, you can feel it. You know what I mean? Feel it. You absolutely feel it. I do have a lot of tips for parents on how to keep your cool. We'll go over those in a moment, but let's just talk about the kids first. This is a very stressful time for them as well. They're anxious. Um, They want to impress the coach. They want to make the team. So they got a lot riding on this. So it's really important for you as a parent to be supportive. Uh, But there are some things that you can tell your kid when they're going for tryouts. Um, One of the big things I always told my kids, character is really important as well as your skill. So you want to be the good team player out there when you're trying to, you don't want to be that hot dog, that hot, that sh- I know you want to show your skills off, but it's also important to show that you can work with other kids as well. Um, they got to move their feet. <laughs> they need to hustle. They need to be at their best. Uh, check their equipment before you bring a tryout, uh, before you go to a tryout. So oftentimes you don't realize at the end of the season, either how much your kids have grown or how worn out a piece of equipment might be. They really need to have, you know, be on all, working on all cylinders and equipment is a very important part of that. So check them from head to toe, make sure everything feels right and then it's gonna work right out on the ice. Um, and then to impress the coach, um, energy. They need to have energy. They need to be at their best. So make sure you fuel them up right before they hit the, right, the ice as well. And I'm curious, Mike, have you actually been a part of evaluations or do you leave that to someone else? Do you, do you evaluate kids during tryouts? Is that a part of what you do? Yeah. So for about 35 years now, probably have had every single year of tryouts, evaluations, pre-evaluation camp, pre-camp for evaluation camp, uh, pre-ID skates to identify the kids we want to invite to evaluation camp. All right, so you're a great it's, resource here. It's a <laughs> great it's a, it's, it's, a, it's an absolute it's it's absolutely gotten um it's so depressing to see where it's gone from from an evaluation team tryout placement because I think and I think we can get to this in depth but there's so many different levels yeah, of yeah. tryouts, right? There's there's the, the there's the elite teams that have tryouts that have already had their tryouts basically because they've already contacted all the kids they're going to take anyway. So all you're doing is really funding. I mean, I remember I had a program back in the nineties where, where we really only had tryouts to fund the coaching staff for the next year. So the, the, so the, the money we got from the tryouts was really only there so we could fund the coaches that were already going to coach the team that was basically picked. I mean, you're not coming out of, it's not like, it's not like you're being dropped out of a helicopter and, and, and nobody's seen you before, depending on what region you're in. So I'm, I'm a little sour on tryouts on that perspective because i just don't think they're i don't think if parents really looked at them and and, and studied them I, I i just think they become invalid in most places um because kids really don't get a real shot at it they don't they don't and i think and i think the and then i think the people that try to get evaluators outside of their organization say oh we're just going to 
we're just going to have outside evaluators. So there's no political influence. It's all BS anyway, too, because it's just for the 95% of that, it's just not true. So I think it goes right back to everything we say about organizations and programs and, you know, buyer beware, study, what you, go study. And then probably what Lee's experiencing now a little bit is the fact is the rose colored glasses of who your kid is. And, oh, no, no, that's everybody else's kid. Not my kid, though. My kid needs to get out into a different program because he's kind of he's being asked to go try out this other select team. And, um, you know, I don't know. I just I just I think if I think if people want to be truthful and people really want to open up the evaluation process uh, at the youth level, I'm not talking about juniors and high school and, so, you know, real tryouts, right, where you show up and everybody has, you know, I mean, ideally, right, everybody would have a white helmet, a white or blue jersey with a number on the back and indescript programming of who they are or where they came from. And I think that could be a that could be a model that would work. But you know, everybody comes to tryouts and they have Great their, point, you know, they have their, they have their, their, their seven, you know, all the organizations have their stickers on their helmets and their socks and their breezers and everyone knows who the kids are. So, I mean, to me, I just think there's so many better ways to do it. And that's what I do with other programs. I, I help to evaluate them and how they do their evaluation and how they conduct their evaluations. So in short, in short, I think tryouts are, bunch of crap most of the time so <laughs> but know, they exist. that's just me that's just me right. that's just me uh, but, uh, but they are part of they're part of hockey and they are they, they are, they are part, let's, let's not just rip on our own they're part, they're part of, of all sports yeah. i get it yep. yeah it's yeah. not it's definitely so, not just hockey yeah yeah so let's yep. talk about what our kids can do to be their best um you would agree move your feet have energy show up with a positive attitude yeah, I think that relies on the parents. So like, like, look, I, I, let me like make it clear for the audience where I'm at because I'm in a little bit of a unique situation this year where it's very relaxed for me. And, I, and I'll tell you why. My, my kid's going to his second year might um, and I don't have an expectation on what team he's going to make, right? Uh, and it's funny. I, I listen to this show sometimes called Our Kids Play Hockey. And uh, what I remember, I'm being serious, like one of the episodes we recorded, you guys both told me it, you got to be at the development level that's appropriate. You got to find the coach and the team that's appropriate. And I'm confident that my son's going to be able to do that. I'm not interested in him making the top team. If he does, that's, that's great. But I'm interested in him making the right team. And as a second year might, there's a little pressure off. I'm not going up a level. It's not a huge jump. Going to squirts stressful, right? I, I can see how that'd be very stressful for parents. It's full ice hitting. I mean, not hitting full ice, five players on the ice at a time, excuse me, offsides, like it's a different game. So sure. I'm in a little more of a relaxed scenario. I'll admit that. But even going into his first year of Mike out of Adams, which is a little bit of a jump. I got to be honest with you guys, my attitude with him going into evaluation, I let him know it's an evaluation, but I said, just go out and have fun out there at this age. Just go out there and enjoy it. I do tell him to Christy, I said, like, you got to skate hard. You can't, this isn't a practice, no. right? This, is, this right. is more like a game, a mentality. You really got to work hard, but I don't want him thinking, and parents, I really mean this. You got to be careful with this. And everyone listening is going to say, well, I don't do that. And, and I, I, I don't think anyone intends to do this, but I know it happens. All right. I just don't want my kid thinking that the result of an evaluation or a tryout is how I'm going to value him or her afterwards. I don't want my kid to ever worry that if he doesn't make a triple A team that he let me down. That, that, that thought is more devastating to me than him, him not making the team. All right. Now, with that said, 
the other side of this, and, and now I'm kind of talking as a player, you know, I've been cut or dropped off teams. I thought I should have been on and I was devastated as a player, but you know what? My dad was there for me and he was hurting too. I remember him telling me like, yeah, you heard, I heard. Um, and it wasn't easy, but, but man, that's a much better scenario than him being upset or me thinking that he was upset. Uh, and, and uh, like, like most things, it ended up being the best thing ever, right? The team I ended up on was, was my greatest developmental year ever. Right. So I, I'm rambling a little bit, but the point I'm trying to make is this, my attitude for evals, and it was the same last year. I, I actually feel very confident saying that was just, son, I love you no matter what happens out there. This is not a practice. You have to work hard, skate hard, do your best. That's what I want you to come away from this is just, you can say to me that you did the best you could. I'm going to love you no matter what and have fun out there. Like hockey's supposed to be fun. It's not supposed to be extremely stressful. And these events are extremely stressful. All right. And, and there is a good life lesson there for the kids. You're going to deal with this stress a lot, but as, as a parent, and this is where I'll throw it back to you as a parent, I, I don't want to add on any more stress. That's already, there. it's already there. <laughs> I don't want to add on more because here's right. the truth. My kid's going to wake up the night. We're going to be fine. No matter what happens. Um, you know, I just don't want to add any more stress on my kids. And, th and that's if they're changing organizations, staying in the same organization, going up a level, just want them to know I love them and that, that just do your best, skate hard, have as much fun as you can in these situations. That, that's where my head goes. Right. Yeah. You don't want to give them that double dose of anxiety because they're already going to be disappointed if they don't make the team. And right. the last thing they want to do is also know that they're going to disappoint you. So, and I'll refer to a, a case, um, personal case. Sophia was trying out for this, you know, elite team chance she wasn't really ready for it but she wanted to try and she got cut she didn't make the team and it ended up being the best thing that could possibly have ever happened to her because chances are she would have sat on the bench a lot with that team so we found another team that she was actually the star player and I she really grew uh, as a person as a hockey player she ended up being captain of the team and she was so creative she was doing she they moved her as a she was playing defense right. they moved her into a position of a of a center which she never played before and she was so good and she led the team to some championship wins became That's a awesome. captain and did some shots that were super crazy creative that she never would have been able to do had she been mm -hmm. on that um very elite you never team. know what's going to happen it, yeah it, it, and so it was a silver lining we didn't see it at the time but it ended up being a real blessing and, you know, now she's playing college hockey. So, you know, maybe that little setback in her put lit the fire. Is, is setback even the right word? Is setback, yeah. like, 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 here's the deal is that, like I said, sometimes in sport, this is like a life thing. It's not even just a sport thing. Yeah. You know, it, it, you need to have that confidence. You need to yeah. be on the team where you're one of the better players, yeah. right? And you, you have to lead and you have to be a good teammate in that scenario. You know, one of my, one of my favorite years playing, um, I remember this was that I, I was, I was one of the better players on a team and I didn't make the highest team, but I, I gained so much confidence in that season. I, I look back and like, I really needed that year. I really need to feel that, you know what I mean? To get me to the next level. Right. We talked about this on previous episodes. If you're running your kid to make the top team every year, every single year, until they're 18, burnout's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. we were just we in our last interview we were talking to, to to a man who said it he's like my kid turned 18 was getting college offers he was burnt didn't want to play anymore like you know why they're 18 why would they want to deal with that stress forever anyway mike let's throw it back to you too because 
Christy, I think you're right. Like, look, the other lesson of evaluations, and I want to keep this positive too, because we got to talk about evaluations in general, but the other lesson of it is like, these are life lessons. You have to make the opportunities for yourself, no matter what happens, whether you make the team or not, it's a life lesson. It's one moment in time. It's what you do, how you react to the situation. Again, whether you make the top team or you drop the team, how you react to to that is what makes you who you are, right? I remember when I was a peewee, I remember a kid screaming, and I mean screaming in front of everyone at the head coach of the team he didn't make, that I hate you and you ruined my life, Mm. right? And I can tell you, I played with that kid. He kind of had a bad attitude all year, right? And the whole season was, shouldn't be on this team. I shouldn't be on this team. You are on this team. You could have an impact on this team. And, and you didn't because you're so worried about where you should have been. That was, to me, that was the wrong messaging, right? Yeah, um, right. Exactly. Anyway, Mike, let's go back to you and we'll talk more about like the positives because there are some positives and evaluations. You get to see where Come you're on, at. Come on, Mike. You know? Let's share a little positivity here. Yeah, Mike. <laughs> Negative. We're melody. throwing it to you, Mike, for positivity. I think it is. No, there's no doubt that evaluations and tryouts and the opportunity for your son or daughter to be evaluated is great and right. compete against other kids on the ice. No doubt about it. That's sport. That's what we want to do. We want to compete. That's how I believe. I believe that we shouldn't have the, we shouldn't take down the barriers for our kids. We should make them break through barriers. Right. And, and, and compete. But there what I'm go. saying there is just go. be, just be careful as a parent that you're staking what somebody thinks about your kid. That's some stupid accountant that sits in a room all day and has right. never even seen a hockey practice before. That's who's evaluating your kid. You know what I mean? Not a professional hockey coach and not a professional evaluator. And I think the fact is, if professional evaluators could even evaluate six, seven and eight year olds, we'd all have better jobs because you, you, every pro team would have an evaluator in these little tiny uh, rinks looking at six year olds. You can't. So I think the, the way the way I think the best way to do it me personally is just don't feel like your your kid has to be challenged at eight, nine, 10, 11 years old to try to make the best team, just go right back to what we say all the time. Just try to make the best fit. Right. And if right. the best so fit so. is, you know, it, you're, cause I know we all say we listen to our kids, but the bottom line is just like, Oh, but you could make that team. But all my friends are on this team. No, I know, but your friends suck. They don't know what, they don't know what it takes <laughs> to get better. Like there, the, you need, to, you, you need, you need to get, you know, they don't, they don't take it as seriously as you do. Like, I don't know. I like them. And I, and I, and you know, there's no, there's, we're so fat. Listen, it's in the news today, right? This morning, division one college athlete, everything going for her, yep. the, the top of the world in the sport and feel she's worthless. Right. So we got it. And then we're doing the same thing with six-year-olds that can't even, that can't even, you know, manage that stress and manage that, that those emotions. Well, we're not so, present. We're not, pre- I'm going to say this, but little, little psychology here. Okay. We're often focused on the future and the past. We're often not focused on the present moment and what we can control. And it's, it's something we got to change. And th- this is a mental fitness discussion quickly now. Right. Um, I've always said, you can only focus on what you control. You know, I wanted to turn this cause this is, I bet you the parents listening to this, like, well, what should I do? Like what, what are the action items for me as a parent and for my kid going mm-hmm. to an evaluation? All right. Aside from the physical stuff, we can get into that. All right. And, and, you know, you know, the physical stuff, eating right, sleeping well, like that does matter. Right. I'm not, but but we all know it. (laughs) All right. Yeah. Don't give your kid frosted flakes before the tryout. Okay. Have a good (laughs) chicken dinner the night before, but the mental side of it is this, look, 
And I'm going to, I'm going to pose it like this. You'll like this, Christy. It's what are the coaches looking for? What are the evaluators looking for? Before I give you the answer that it's so important, you let your kid understand that the only thing your kid controls is him or herself at this tryout and their effort level. That's the only thing they can control. So just give your best effort. That's the message you want to give the kids. It's all you can control. You cannot control the politics. You cannot control the pre-picked teams. You can just control what you do. If you only focus on yourself, kids I'm talking about, and parents too, if you only focus on yourself, you're going to get the best result. If you focus on your opponent too much, you're, I promise you, you will not get the best result. It's not how it works. The same thing in games. When I coach hockey teams, I don't worry about the other team. I worry about my team and maybe the tactics to beat the other team, but I keep the focus on us. I'm not worried about that. All right. Now, what are coaches looking for? Look, good chance when you walk into an evaluation, really at any level, a majority of the kids have already been pre-selected in the evaluator of the coach's head. Okay. So know that. All right. Don't, don't fight that. Know that. Right. Most of the team is probably picked already, unless you're in a brand new organization, nobody knows. All right. Uh, that's the first thing. So what do I do now? If you don't know where your kid's going to lie, go right back to what I said. If they really want to stand out, focus on themselves, do the best they, ca they, they can. Right. I, I, I said this before. I was actually surprised at the team. My kid made this year. It's not a brag, but I noticed at the tryout last year, the evaluation last year, he was playing great. And I asked him afterwards, like, what did you do? I just went out there and had fun. He didn't have any of the stress and I could tell. All right. I'm not patting myself on the back at all. I, I was surprised he played that well, right? And it didn't, it didn't always come through in the season that way. So what I'm saying again is focus on what you control. Don't worry about the future. The future is what team am I going to make? It's irrelevant. It's irrelevant at the evaluation, all right? And don't worry about last season. Stay present, stay focused, only focus on what you can control. That is the best scenario for your kid. And you, parents, because I know you feel the stress in the stands or wherever you are, all right? I know you feel that anxiety of, oh, I just want my kid to do well, all right? And here's the thing. Last thing I'll say on this before I throw it back to you. Let's say your kid has a horrible evaluation. just sucks, right? Whatever. They, they just didn't do well. It's okay. <laughs> it's not the end of the world, all right? It, it, it happens. We, you, see, you hear these stories about the NHL, Mike and Christy, where guy shows up five seconds late to his first NHL training camp. They put him right on the AHL team. They don't even wait. doesn't matter how good yeah. he is. Life lesson. And you know what? Yeah. You know what that player said? I remember it because I saw the interview. He's like, I screwed up, and I got to take yeah. accountability for that. I'm going to have to spend a year in the minors, right? That's, that's the way it is, right? So just careful, parents. Take a deep breath. You know, I know it's tough because you're there with the other parents, and everybody's kind of like, uh, it's me. Ver it's not you versus the other parents, right? right? It's not your kid versus the other kid. <laughs> Not, at least not in the traditional sense, right? It's a moment to shine. It's a moment to be present. It's a moment to do the best you can to raise that human experience. I don't care if this sounds wishy-washy to you. That, that's the key. And even at triple A, all right, even if you don't think it's fair, you can't control anything else. It's a waste of your time to have that much anxiety. All right. right. And easier said than done. I will say that. Yeah. And even in college hockey, uh, in my daughter's case, uh, any of the players, if they're late for practice, if they are late for practice, you don't play in playoffs or yeah. you're going to miss shifts. Right. That's just the way it is. So learn that lesson early, kids. Yeah. Uh, you got to be on time. You got to be responsible. And as Lee said, there's only one thing you can control. 
that's your actions and your behavior. You can control that. So if you're going out for a team, <clears throat> kind of like a job interview, it is your job to make the team. That's your job. Yeah, so you, you have to do, do your very best. Yeah. You know, and you might not and get it. it. You might not get the job. That, right. That's, I think, no, I think going 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 back to the lessons right that if you have a, a player that's a that's a 12 you or above you know a little bit you know it's carrying their own bag into the rink and able you know and they and they go in for check-in like have them check in right. like hey my name's michael benelli i'm checking in for the 12 u team nice to meet you what's your name like teach them like if you they, you know the the old adage like that you know you, you know you never get a second chance to make a first impression if right. you're coming in new then 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 you've got to make a great impression. If you're coming in old, if you're a player that's been there before, it's your chance to kind of reinvent yourself a little bit because it's so hard for organizations to cut current kids. Like we, none of us want to cut a player. Right. I can tell you that right now. Like the goal of 90% of tryouts is not to say, okay, how, how do I get rid of all these kids on my team? That's not the goal. <laughs> Are you it's, sure, it's, Mike? Are you sure? Well, no, I, I think it is. I think it is a goal for a lot of organizations. Yeah, trust me. And I wish I right. could name them right now because I, I would love to call them out. If it didn't right. affect me personally, I'd be like, I know it's all you're, what you're doing is disgusting. And what and how you treat people like when you like. So, so I'll give you an example. If you're a parent that got a call about, let's say you're a goalie. And you got a call that your kid was going to be like, we want him for our Bantam team. We think he'd be great. And you know, there's two goalies on the team already, right? Mm. Don't think that those goalies didn't hear the same thing last year because they did. And don't think, oh, this guy wants me. This guy's really recruiting right. me. I'm like, right. yeah, well, the goalies that didn't fulfill what he needed to. So when I, I look at tryouts and evaluations differently, like I just don't think teams should be allowed to cut players after they've committed to them before right. they've developed them. Like in that youth hockey world, That's the youth brilliant. hockey sports world That's is brilliant is all about churning new kids in and taking bad coaches that can't develop and giving them the opportunity to, to, to always just recruit the kids that somebody else developed. So it's a really bad system. And I think we always go back to oh, it's doggy dog. yeah. the communities that do it well, right? We, we look at like the European model where no one gets cut until 14 years old. Like the teams don't even get, like, it's just, there's no, not even a statistic. So you wouldn't even know if your kid was better or not. So there's, and again, I, I, there's debates on, all, all ends of it. I realize that. But I think the biggest thing is you go into a tryout, your kid has carrying their own bag. They have their own stick. They got two sticks ready to go. They're taped up. Like me personally, if I was coming new into an organization, I probably wouldn't flaunt the old organization. Right. I kind of like, I kind of like dress down. Like, yeah. you know, if you have a plain Jersey to wear, or you could take the stickers off your helmet. And because most of the time, yeah. if you're going from a, because everybody knows you, Right. Oh, that kid. Yeah. He's over here trying out because <laughs> they don't want him over there. Mike, I want to so tap on else, something. If you want somebody you else's bad there. I, I want to yeah. tap on something you just said. And it's, it's funny because this totally is right. Might be parents out there. Let's just say you are the parent of a kid switching organizations. Well, how does my kid stand out? Right. And yeah, there's parents like, where, where your bright jersey? <laughs> where, the, where the gold helmet? This is how you stand out. And I'm telling you this as a coach. I'm not just saying this as a parent now. You go up to every coach, every administrator, on the ice, off the ice. Hi, my name is Lee Elias. I'm trying out for the team. I just want you to know, I, I really appreciate being here today. Thank you for having me out. That is how you stand out. I tell this to college students all the time. You, you, you want to know a really easy way? Parents, you can use this too. You can use this with your high school students. Easy way to guarantee a kid's going to pass a class, go introduce yourself the first day of class and sit near the front row. 
statistics right. so show simple. it's like 100% chance you're going to pass the class just because you did that. Now, now you might not get an A. That's what I'm, not, what I'm talking about. Yeah, but see, if you're doing so, that, yeah. then you've already been coached well enough to get to right. do that, right? So I agree. It's, 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 the, it's the piece of saying, hey, I, 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 oh, wow, this number? I love this number. Don't be like, right. oh, crap, you gave, me number. Number. you gave me 13 blue? <laughs> this is the worst number. Can I get another? Yeah. You know, just take the, take the penny, go in yeah. the locker room. And the, the nice thing, and actually Del Belfry mentioned this too, which he really he did with his daughter, which I really loved. I took stole from him a couple of years ago that you go in and have your kid, make sure they introduce themselves to all the kids in the locker room. Because right. most likely one of those kids in the locker room is the coach's kid. And you just <laughs> go in there and you introduce yourself. Hey, I can't, I'm here. My name is Michael, blah, blah, blah. Here's what I'm doing. This is what I want to do. And I'm telling you right now, when those coaches, when the kids are in the room, they advocate for other kids. You see it all the time. Yeah, the coaches you ask, hey, who'd you like out there? Who'd you yeah. like out there? Or the kids will say, wow, this kid, where'd he come from? He's really cool. Right. You know, he's really nice. Or because that's what kids think. Well, they don't, they Mike, don't, here's what I want to say. You're right. Look, listen, I, 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 have to, I have to kind of preface this too. You're not preface. You're absolutely right. But also parents, do it because it's the right thing to do. Right. And, and, and Mike, well, you are the saying right that. thing to do. Yeah, we're, saying we're, we're it, kind of going down the right that thing lane. To do. I just want people yeah. to know, like, like, it's the right thing to do to have your kid introduce himself. Mike, this yeah, is it's exactly not a what sneaky way to, yeah, yeah, it's not a sneaky way to get in. Yeah. It's just what yeah. you should teach your kids right. anytime they come you, to a new team. You got to do this stuff, whether or not they make the team. That was the other thing I was going right. to say. Like, I, you could be the worst kid out there, seriously, skill wise. Right. You should still be doing this. All right. Just because it's a the right thing to do Two, a teacher's responsibility. Three, it's a way to show people that's how you stand out. It's, it's a character thing. Right. And I'm so glad that you mentioned that because the focus is so much on skill right. that parents forget the simple thing about manners and being positive and being polite and being that good team player count just as much as skill, especially if your kid's on the bubble. You know, if it's between your kid and another kid, um, you're you're dead even the coach sees something special about your yeah. kid because of the way they're reacting with other players the way they responded to you how he introduced himself or herself as soon as she got to the registration table and did it herself that's all going to bode well for your kid and don't think it doesn't go noticed either just no, as and much it, as and it means kid. more and more the older level you get yeah, because your baggage is being dragged around with you. So when yeah. you're a 14 U, a 16 U, a 17 U player, everyone knows you. The world, the hockey world. We were just at a tournament this past weekend, and everyone in the everyone in the lobby knew each other from yeah. seven different teams, from mm -hmm. seven different regions, like all over the country, like basically everywhere. Because the world gets tiny in the hockey, and I think that's where you need to be. You know, not, not I, I don't know if we're going in chronological order here, but it's the same idea. Like when you go and get cut from a team, like be the first one to say, hey, we really appreciate the opportunity to try out for your right. team. You know, I really had the great experience. I can't wait to prove you wrong or I can't wait to get an opportunity, uh, you know, to play at this level. And let me tell you something. When the seven kids that they thought they were picking say, no, we hate your team anyway. We just came here for a BS tryout. We're not even coming here. All of a sudden they start going down the list going, oh, who's who's left or who now can we grab? And it's the kid that, that probably stood out that said, Oh, well, you know what? This kid actually wants to play here. Like that's what I look for in a team. I go for players that actually want to play for me, not, not be like, right. Oh, I'm just coming to try out because I'm trying out. Well, do you want to play here? Well, I'm only going to play here. If I, if, if this kid makes the team. <laughs> that's ridiculous. Right, well, and don't think that doesn't happen either. Happens. Don't happens. think it doesn't happen. That's yeah. all. That's all it happens. That's, that, that's right. That's the whole I, process. I, I, I'm so yeah. glad you're sharing this, especially parents who, you know, this is all new to them. 
uh, this whole world and this, it's kind of cutthroat out there. Um, well, it is, it is depressing to sound depressed, but yeah. it, it is, but it, it's, it's, but what I'm saying is it's true. It's reality. And, and it doesn't have to be, but I think we, we all have to understand tears. Like there's this whole other world outside right. of, of triple a travel hockey that you go to the rink and you're with your community. You have fun. You go out for pizza and you go home and the parents are like, that was cool. You know, I really had a great, Thanks for the babysitting, I, yeah. a great experience. Like there is a world out there like that. It's right. there. You don't always have to, you know, because you can skate around a cone, think that you need to go play on a travel hockey team or some kind of select program. You don't at any level. We, you know, we, we talked to a gentleman last week that had a kid that played house league all the way until he was 13 years old. And he, he played, he was their best junior player that they had in the history of the, of the program. So just love, coming to the rink your kids have to love coming and in the evaluation process if i'm a coach i want to see that love because that's a kid i can work with if i see that positive exuding kid that's that's confident that loves being in the rink i want that kid on my team because now i can teach that kid something yeah and well said mike i i just wish every coach looked at it like that and every parent looked at it like that because look Again, another kind of just reality dose. Then I'm going to try and keep this episode more positive. We're, we're kind of talking about the negatives of evaluations, but I, we have a lot to say. Like, you know, look, if your kid's a great hockey player or a great athlete, they'll know. They'll know. Parents, I, I got to be honest with you. And, and as a lot of you are going to think I'm wrong, and I, I, that's okay. But you, you, if you think that the sole success strategy is you having a political edge in the organization you're coaching for your kid to make it as far as they want to make it. I can't sit here and tell you that that doesn't play into it at all. I can't lie about that. If you're well-connected, you, you, can, you can do things. But that's not the path for success. That's a path for manipulated success. Your kids got to want it. They got to be a good athlete. And if this is what I think about too, guys, again, I'm, I'm in such a unique position having played and done what I've done and kind of being on this show, but it's just, I just want my kid to learn the really, really strong life lessons. Right. Cause I, you know, you know, I always say if I coach, well, if we do a good job coaching a team, I don't have to coach that much at the end of the season. I always say that, right. It's true. All right? Teams that have won, I don't have to do much coaching. It's just very small corrections and really more I'm assisting the team more than I'm coaching. I kind of feel that way about my kids. Like I'm hoping, and I, <laughs> you guys could tell me if I'm like out of my, my mind here, but I'm hoping by the time they're 15 to 18, with all the things that happen when you're 15 to 18, that, that we've done a good enough job as parents that maybe they will be able to do it on their own a bit. And then I can just be there for small corrections. I, and, and, and the other thing is this, I bet, and I know this, I'm sure there's people out there and you guys can confirm this. Oh, well, you don't understand when they're that age, you're going to have so much anxiety. You're going to have so much want in, in their dreams and hope you're going to, I believe that, but I don't want to project that. All right. And that that's where my mind goes. All right. I don't want to project my fears and anxiety on my kid. I can tell you right now, like, here, I'll be super vulnerable for a minute. I hate the first day of school. I hate it. All right. I have massive like separation anxiety with my kids only on the first day. <laughs> it's fine. Like after a couple of days, I'm just fine. Right. But I, here's the thing that comes from my own childhood, because I had that with my mother and my father when I was young. Now, here's the thing. My kids jump out of the car on the first day. They're fine. And I realize this is my problem, not their problem. And if I get too crazy about it, it's going to become their problem. 
they're going to get anxious because I'm projecting it. So I do a really good job of, of hiding it. Or what I've done is I tell my wife, guess what you get to do today? You're going to drop the kids off on the first day of school because I don't want to project it. We project so much on our kids, right? Out of love, but to, by the way, like I'm not, this is not anybody's a bad parent, okay? You don't want your kids to hurt. You don't want your, you want your kids to have every advantage. I do too, okay? But my attitude with advantage, and again, I want you guys to tell me if I'm crazy, is I want them to have the skills needed in life to be able to conquer life to the best of their ability. Hockey will play a huge role in that probably for my, my kids, okay? It has for me. If, it, if it's not hockey, that's okay too. It's the life lessons, all right? Maybe the question is, well, what happens if your son shows unbelievable talent and skill? Then I will find the program that's going to cultivate that talent and skill. It's not going to define who he is for me. I refuse to do that. I have seen estranged elite athletes who hate their parents for pushing them so hard. It's not worth it to me. All right. Again, I'll let you guys talk because I, 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 I got to say it one more time, guys. This is my opinion for the audience listening. If you don't agree with me, I, I, that is absolutely fine. I respect that. All right, that's just how I approach it. I agree with you, Lee. I agree with you. You're 100% right. <laughs> yeah, no, I, was kidding. I appreciate um, that. <laughs> the one thing I always, when we talk about character work is I, um, we've always, my, my husband and I have always told our kids this, that um, do the right thing, even when you know what no one is watching. Absolutely. It's so important. Right. I thought we could dive a little bit into the anxiety that parents feel. Please, and I do address yeah. this in the book, My Kids Play Hockey. And I turned it over to a goalie mom. She's a great writer, Sharon Eng. And she listed some bullet points, um, some things for parents to keep in mind. I just want to, I, I want to share them with you because she's, she's spot on here. Um, so she goes on to say, um, <clears throat> just some tips that she swears by. Number one, don't watch your player too closely. Uh, there's nothing worse than having your nose pressed up against the glass, analyzing every move, seeing every mistake up close and personal. And yes, that goes for goalie parents, especially. Uh, yeah, let's talk about that. That's a great point. You do, you do. <laughs> stop, stop with the, watching every move of your kid during tryouts and, and having the clipboard out and you did this, you did this right, you did this wrong. Relax. Stop. Would you agree? Yeah, don't, don't, the car's not for coaching. <laughs> and same thing in tryouts. Don't it's the your, same thing. Yeah, the evaluations are not Yeah, and for frankly, evaluating. your opinion doesn't yeah. matter. So, yeah. your opinion doesn't matter. It doesn't. So, so right through their heart, matter. Mike. <laughs> well, nobody, nobody cares what you think about how your kid didn't try out. I love that, Mike. That Could was brilliant. You please understand that, mom yeah. and dads. It doesn't matter what you think. If your opinion mattered, you'd be down there. Or you'd be you'd be up in the the Hawkeye. Yeah, no. Look, that's a great point. And and right. look again, there's so much stress. Just Christy on that one point again. It, yeah. it, my kid's gonna come. Hey, how do you think I did? I'll just be honest. Right. But I'm not gonna yeah. be like, well, you did this wrong. You did that right. You did this yeah. wrong. Yeah, I think you did all right. That's it. We'll we'll see. We'll see what that's happens. Good. Well, Michael, Michael, my, my kids have a little friend that will say like, they'll be like, Oh, how'd you do on that ship? He'd be like, Oh, you were terrible on that ship. Like, well, that's kind of little, that's, that's a little too honest, isn't it? Right. But it's like, okay, well, I guess so. I guess I was, but the kids know the kid, listen, I, I get, I can tell you right now, your kids know when they get off the ice, they know where they, they fit know. in, in the pecking order. They know, I don't care if they're five or if they're 18, they know. And they're like, eh. and if, you know what, if they don't know, and they don't really care at all, then it doesn't matter. It doesn't yeah. matter where they are. I mean, like, Hey, whatever team you're on, it seems you're going to be happy because you didn't even know where you fit in anyway. So who cares? 
Right. And if they don't make, like in the case of Sophia, when she got cut for that team, oh my gosh, she cried and cried and it was, it was hard to watch. It hurts. But it hurts you. It hurts you too. Yeah. Um, just, right. you know, keep, keep telling there's something, obviously there's something better. There's something else out there. Well, we're going to find it. We're going right, to find buy it. another goldfish. Where Flush that one down the toilet, buy another and, goldfish. And be a soft landing Flush for your it. kid. Be a soft Flush landing it. for your kid in those situations. Like right. don't, I, I guys I've said it before I've seen kids go home and home is hell for them and you know I can't imagine getting cut from a team and going and being scared of my parents but I've seen it I've seen it I haven't experienced yeah. don't be that parent and if you're listening to this show you're probably not that parent to be fair and I love that phrase flush it that is yeah. beautiful I, I use that all yeah. the time just yeah. flush it. fresh water um, will come in there. easier said than done for sure but um yeah you just gotta do but that. it can right. be done yeah and on yeah. that point and this, this is a great um tip to try to keep your players emotions in check they aren't stupid they're not the worst player out there even if they didn't perform that well again negativity breeds stress so they don't need that as well and here's another thing resist the urge to speak to the coach at tryouts he or she doesn't have the time to get into an involved discussion with you during tryouts with 100 other parents listening in not the time have, have so, you been approached? So let me, let me get, let me give you a rule from a coaching point. Don't, even if they're your best friend, even if it's your brother's kid, even if it's your, even if it's the guys you go bowling with on, on the off nights, don't be sitting around in the hallway pre- before tryouts and right after tryouts, talking to the other parents of the kids you already know are going to be on the team. Because what happens is it just sends the wrong message. It, it, right. it, and it might not be wrong. It, it's not, it's not like you're, you don't even know what you're doing because everyone now is watching you and every move is, Oh, Oh my God, they're talking to so-and-so. I wonder, I wonder if that means he's on the team or if that, and it actually puts the parent that's (laughs) talking to that coach in a bad situation too, because it, it, it almost like, Oh, that's why you made the team because you bowl with that guy. Like just, I don't even know if people bowl anymore, but I just, I just, if you, if you, Oh, there you go. Okay. Perfect. Well, you're, you're up in, you're up in the North country. So you have to, that's part of life. But I think, but I, but I, but I think here, I think it's just, just, just to understand. And we do this at, at the national uh, program, right. And at the state level, when you're doing like 16, 17, 18s, and you've seen this Christy with your daughter, I'm sure is that, you know, the coaches are asked not to wear their school garb, you know, don't come in with all your St. Michael's gear on when you're doing a yeah. USA hockey selection camp, because right. we don't want that influence even right. perceived. So I think the same thing for coaches that are doing evaluations, or if you're, te- or if you're the coach that your team's doing evaluation, but you're not even like part of the evaluation process, which I think is nuts, but say you're the coach that's not allowed to pick his own team. Don't sit in the stands with the other parents. Right. Yeah. Be away just, from that. Just, just, just go away from because don't even don't even allow the perception to be there that there's some kind of. Yeah, I, I was going to say if, if an evaluation is done, I don't want to use the word correctly, but an ideal scenario is the coaches that have to make the selections or the person has to make selections is away from everybody. They're usually up in kind of like a nest watching down or just in a gated off area. Right. Um, and then the person running the, the evaluation should not be the person selecting. Um, if you can do it, there are some organizations that's the only option they have. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, but, you know, Hey, bring someone in, uh, bring someone in to run those drills. You can go over the drills with them before, but if you're really going to be an evaluator, you have to evaluate. Um, and there's no way you can run the practice and watch every kid. It's just not possible. Uh, you know, I've been in both situations. It's not fun. Um, and, and no, like, you know, parents, the other thing too, Mike, I was thinking about this. I was thinking about the evaluators, you know, like, well, what are they looking for? 
you know, your kid probably has about a minute, maybe two minutes, the entire evaluation. They're actually watching him or her. Um, so, well, well, how do I know when that is? You don't. That's why you just give the best the whole time. <laughs> That's why you have to just give your best the whole time because you never know when they're watching. All right. Yeah, and, and, and if they're and watching you when remember, you fall down, they watch when you fall down. For the most down. part, these aren't professional evaluators. I, I, right. These are not people that look for talent. They're just moms and dads and and even coaches, like guys that played hockey. Okay, great. So most of these guys, and I, and I'm because I've done this literally for over 35 years of sitting with evaluators. Like if a kid's doing a backwards crossover drill in the circles and he falls down, he's he's getting cut. I mean, it's horrible. Yeah. It's like like yeah. what. Like, like, you know, and, you know like, you'll see the, like, well, that has nothing to do with him. That has nothing to do right. with his skill. Like, so right. it's like, to me, I hate, I, I hate me personally. I hate tryouts that have, that have skill drills. I, I want to see kids play. Like yeah, I want to put them in a game play. scenario at, at the older age, play? at the older ages. Yeah. I mean, even at, the at every age. Level. I mean, yeah. I don't care if you go around a cone, if you can play, yeah. you can play. Like, yeah, I want to know Mike. if you right. can play hockey. Like you right. could look ugly. Like I, I use the example all the time. When I was growing up, I started late. But when I was growing up, if I had a tryout that I had to go through drill or through cones from 11 to 15 years old, I would have got cut from every single team I played on. That's fair. I'm the guy that wrecked the cone, every cone. Like I would go around and 19 cones would get flown out of the way because I'd lose my edge. I got a strong visual of this in my head right now. Yeah, Mike. I'm what going. I'm, flo- I'm flopping in the ice. <laughs> but, you know, you put me in a game and the, and the kids coming out of the corner with a bloody nose and a broken rib. So, I, right. you know, the bottom line is, you know, just know who, know who you're, you know, just, that's a whole part of evaluation, maybe preparing your kids. Like if it's going to be drills, don't in Chris, you kind of alluded to it earlier. Like, don't go over your skis on that. You work hard. Right. But yeah. don't forget. It's just be, be fluid and have technique and, and understand that it's not as fast as you can go. Right. It's right. just, it's just doing it correctly and paying attention in the line for the next step. So I, I laugh when I see evaluators do like, like, like tryouts at five-year-olds and six-year-olds and they got a line of 25 kids and they explain the drill. And then by like kids seven, he doesn't even remember what the drill was. Right. So they do it wrong. And you're like, Oh, this kid's got to get caught. I'm like, well, he's, he's five years old. I mean, yeah, so, yeah. I, but again, that, but I think just going back to the whole point of, you know, just don't, the, the politicalness exists. So just do everything you can to mitigate it by not, by not having, you know, cross pollinating, you know, all the evaluators, coaches, and parents. I think there's just a good, good rule of thumb. Right. That's, and that's- Sharon, Sharon, she's great. Sharon, a great writer. Uh, she says, for me, I, I clench my teeth, I wring my hands, I try to, try to talk about other things, I never press my nose up against the glass, even when a really big goalie comes out of nowhere. So, uh, and she said, the other thing is, uh, have some wine. <laughs> that's a great, actually, that's great advice. That's really good well, advice. You know, yeah. several hockey moms just relax. Just have a glass of wine at the ring bar in anticipation of their yeah. nerves. Or in just a la- big gold cup. Not on the last see. night. Not on the last night when they post the, the names yeah. up on the board. You think that's my true. kids should be on What the hell? Yeah. No, I actually, I think that's great advice. Maybe have a little sippy cup with you in the stands. If, <laughs> don't, don't tell anybody. Um, you know, quick, quick stories for you guys that I remember just thinking about this, you know, um, I, I can tell you at all different levels. I remember trying out for the minors and I remember what they did, Mike, was they did a lot of incredibly hard flow drills for 20, 30 minutes to tire us out. Like this is, this is what they were doing. They wanted us to be tired. Everybody had an appropriate skill. So they tired us out. They did unbelievably hard drills and then they put us into a game. And what I realized as I got older is they wanted to see who would show up in that game when they were dead and tired. Right. Um, and it's funny because and I'm not bragging here. I, I showed up in that game. I remember I did really well. And, and when I look back, it wasn't because any clinics or anything, it was just a mentality of just, I'm going to do this. That's what they were looking for. 
right? It's a little bit of a military tactic. They don't want the, anything but the best of the best, right? Um, also in college, when I was coaching college, I remember I went to a, an evaluator type uh, like recruiting event. So it was kids from all over the place, never played together. To give you guys an idea what Mike is talking about, I happen to think I'm, I'm a pretty good coach. I mean, I, I, I feel that way. I'm just being honest with you out there. And the reason I'm saying that is that I remember I was at this, 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 this uh, evaluation. And they just played games. There was a kid out there, must have had four assists every game. And I'm thinking, well, everyone's going to want that kid, right? Um, so he's passing. The kids are scoring like crazy. He's passing. I contact this kid. I was the only coach that contacted him, the only one. I said, your playmaking ability is incredible, right? And he goes, nobody saw that. They just saw the goals. And he was 100% right because every kid that scored got a college. Nobody but me called this kid. I, I got this kid. I was really happy about it. And guess what? He became a playmaker because I understood the role that I wanted him to fill. All right. So number one, I am not telling parents to not have your kid be a playmaker. It's a very, 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 very valuable skill set. It's a very important skill set. And there are good coaches out there that will see it. So please do not think goals are the only way forward. But I'm just making the point that Mike was making is you don't know who's evaluating your kids. Right. All right. You don't know what they see or what they're looking for or what they want. Um, and you can't hold that against them because because if we're talking youth hockey, they're probably a volunteer. Right. Yeah. And there's bias. So it's like, oh, big kid. Oh, I want him. Oh, little Fast kid. kid. Nah, no good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just it's just the way it is. I mean, it's sad, but true. But I mean, I think the game's changing a little bit now. Right. That you're seeing like small mobile defensemen. Right. Be, be, be like be, be successful. But it all depends on the error. And it depends on who that coach is that's evaluating your kid and where, right. you know, so that's why, you know, it's all listen. It's, it's very it's very scary to have like one evaluator. Right. Where yeah, maybe if you have do three, it. yeah. Well, yeah. if you have three, or if you have four, if you have, if you, have, if, if there's truly conversations about players, and there's truly a, a system of, well, how does a kid get picked, or why, like, like, are you going in? Is it really a tryout? Like, are you, are you, are you filling in three positions, or you're filling in fifteen? Is it really the best fifteen kids, or are you taking kids? And this is really actually a question I would say to, for parents to ask: Are you picking the best fifteen kids, or are you picking by position? Like, are you picking? 6D and nine forwards because my yeah. kid's not a forward and he's been playing forward the whole tryout. So he's never been a forward. Now, again, you could, you could be, you could go back to, well, you gotta be able to play every position. And, but the fact is a lot of organizations don't do that. So just understand where, where you are and, and ask how, you know, how is the tryout, you know, put together and, and how is it being evaluated? Because it's being evaluated by, I'm just picking the top 15 kids by skill. Right. I don't care if you're a defenseman or a forward, then you have to really go about things a little differently, I think. So I'll tell you, I've never said this publicly. I'll tell you the ending to that minor league story. And this, this talks to your point. Um, I did really, really well. We had two games. I scored five points in two games. And I, I, I was very proud of myself because for me at this point in my life, everyone was saying, you'll never make it to this level. And here I am. Even at, even at the kind of tryout games, I was like, hey, I'm here, right? Not that I've made it, just I'm here. This is amazing. Right. Didn't make that team. All right. With five points in two games. I'm not, I'm not upset about that. This is to your point, Mike. When I, when they brought me in, they said, look, we're going to keep you on the bubble. You didn't get any fights out there in the tryout. And I'm sitting there looking at the guy again. This is, this is uh, right around the turn of the century where hockey is a little different at this time, parents. So like fighting is a major part of the game at this time. And I kind of looked at him as like, well, you know, I, I'll fight if I have to fight. There are a lot of guys gotten fights in these tryouts. That's what they were looking for. And I didn't make the team because I didn't do that. Don't hold that against them. I'm totally at peace with that. Right. But it just goes to show you, I, I didn't know what they were looking for. And had I known that I'm not, I might not have made the team. Even if I did know that 
I just did the best that I could. I'm very proud of a performance, but my yeah. point is that you didn't fight. They weren't looking for five points in two games. Right. So my, my point again is this, <clears throat> I don't hold that against them because they knew what they needed. Again, this is a professional level. This isn't, this isn't youth hockey. They knew what they needed. Right. But this happens at the youth level. I might need a number five D. Okay. And I'm looking for that player who fits in well. And sometimes that means any parents are going to think I'm crazy. There are times a better forward will not make the team because they just need that D right. It, it, it's amazing when you, it goes into this. And, and here's the thing. Is it fair? Right? No, life's not fair. Tryouts are not fair. Evaluations are not fair. None of it's fair. What you're going to do with that as a parent. That's really the question. When your kid hits the wall of that's not fair, which is going to happen so many times, <laughs> right? What are you going to do? What, what is the lesson you're going to teach your kid there? Yeah, you're right. That's not fair. Let's scrounge our way back onto the team and do everything that we shouldn't be doing. Let me teach you that, that if you grovel enough, you can get what you want. That's not the right message in my opinion. Right. Right. But so, it's also not fair for organizations to continually uh, you know, totally do the agree. bait and switch. Right. Yes. So if, but if you're that parent, I see the parents all the time. They could, they check in. I'm like, are you really here? Like, what are you doing here at this tryout? You just had you did 19 pages of emails about how this team sucks. Right. And now you're tryouts. Yeah. Like, what do you do? Like, why are you here? Right. And, and, and usually it's the red flag of they're here because they, they burn the bridge at the 19 other places that right. are, that are, well, it's them. It's now. them. It's not the organization at that point. No right? doubt. And I think but, sometimes, but that's yeah. where, you know, you as a parent, and, you know, in your kids, like sometimes, you know, you sometimes parents just don't know there's, there's a program I work with uh, these guys at power player and they do like, so the whole, the whole premise of, of evaluating kids through the course of a year is that you pick kids based on your body of work, not three days of tryouts. So like, so we see it all the time at the youth level, especially in the spring, like all the tryouts are in April and May. So most of us that are in the world of sport, love our kids playing like baseball and lacrosse, right? So it's so sad to see a kid go from like lacrosse practice where they just practiced an hour and a half and then they're running and they're getting dressed in the car and they're going to hockey practice and they're expected to perform at the level at the other kids that are doing nothing. Now there's a pros and cons like, well, the kid's a multi-sport athlete. Great, but he's exhausted. So should he be getting evaluated on the same scale as the other kids that are, that are playing? So it's, there's a whole, you know, you have to understand what organization right, you're going right. to and when the time of year is. And then, and then, you know, and, and the thing that I hate the most is, you know, just not really understanding a player's body of work. And, and one of the things I would look for in an organization is, well, tell me, are you, are you looking at like this, this three-day snapshot of the player with, with blinders on, or are you already coming? Cause I know at every level, every level I've evaluated at, you come in with, you, you come in with the perception of who the player is every level. doesn't matter. You know who the player is. And you base your opinion off of whether they're on the upscale or the downscale of who you thought they were. And I think, you know, we got to be careful that at, at the, you know, at those middle levels at those, these levels where these kids migrate from AAA to AAA to AAA. And within the course of two years, you know, have gone through four different programs. You just need to navigate those waters and try to pick kids that, you know, you can make better and, and perform or just, just be mercenaries. I, and I, listen, I have no problem with it. Pick the best 15 kids and go out and beat everyone. But just make sure you tell people that. Like I'm picking the best 15 kids. Yeah, that, that's that a I good want. point, Mike. Just being yeah. transparent about what you're looking for. I don't think right. there's anything wrong with that. No, but yeah. parents, and most parents know it. And I think some of us go into it anyway. Like they know you're not going to make the team. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. this team's already picked. 
Well, then why are you going there? Well, because I want my kid to be, you know, I want him to see what that looks like to be at that level. Why? <laughs> like, you know, like, like, because what, because then you're going to, you're all, because I think the reverse of that leads, you're just teaching them maybe life isn't fair, but life's not fair because of their inability yeah, look, to play. Look, I don't, I don't have an issue with a kid going to a tryout if they know they're not going to make a team for some experience, if it makes sense. Like if it's the next level up and you just want to know what it feels like and the speed, yeah. like I've done that. I, and, and, and I've had no problems with that. And it was, it was helpful, but I also, I also had kind of the right mentality going into it of like, Hey, I just want to, I want to, I want to see where I rank, you know what I mean? And, and that can be tough though, but no, again, no, I agree. I agree with yeah. you, but don't go in knowing you're not going to make the team and say, well, we're just going to try it anyway, just to see where I fit in. Like, right. I don't know. I just think it's, I, and, and to convince your kid, well, maybe you can, you probably can break through. Right. Well, you can't, that team's picked already. So don't, yeah. don't you know, it just, it just, just be, <laughs> yeah. be aware, just be aware. Yeah. I think that's an important point. You know, one thing I want to do before we end this guys is, is talk about maybe some things that can be changed. You know, Mike, you made this great um, uh, example earlier. I would love it if every kid had the same color helmets and color jerseys, same color socks, and just had a number. I think that's brilliant. Um, anything yeah, would... to, to take it away from, like you said, the ability to stand out from Jersey. And you know, it's funny. I can't believe I'm saying this. My, my wife is making me watch this show that I hate called love is blind. I, I just, I, I I'm watching it with her because I want to spend time with her, which is, and so I love that. But the whole premise of the show is these people date, but they never get to see each other. So they can only talk to each other through a wall. And it's, they all say, it's amazing what happens when you take out the visual. It's amazing what happens when you don't have all these preconceived notions about a person's race or how they look and all this stuff. And it, it just making me think about that because it's like, yeah, what would you do if a tried if you really didn't know any of the kids and you had to pick the team again? You know what I mean? Uh, I, I think that's a great point. And then the character would have to stand out on its own at that point to, to see things. Again, it's not realistic for every organization, but I thought that was a good suggestion. No, I make a concerted effort. I mean, any, any national camp I do or any regional camp that I do, I make it, a, I, I'm very conscious about the fact that I don't want the player lists given to me prior right. to tryouts. Like, I don't numbers. want, here's the player with the number. And I don't even want the kids' numbers. Right. I'd write no, down I, I mean, on the I ice like. is what I meant. Just yeah, no, that's what I mean. I, I, yeah, yeah, well, I just yeah. want to see the kids. I, I, right. I find the kids. Like, I don't even need the list of blue 13, white <laughs> six. Like, I just want, to, I just look. They, I don't care what town they're from, what organization they played for last year, who their coach was, because that then I don't want to know the guy. Like, I never sit next to people because I don't want their influence um, because I'm like, well, I don't care what you think. It doesn't matter to me because you're giving me you're giving me your influence of who you think a player is. Right. I just want to see the player now. And I, I struggle with this every day. Like, are we picking because if we're not picking a kid for the, 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 the one hour that we're getting to look at them, which is extremely difficult. Right then if we're, we are taking in all these other things, then that should be out there. Then I want to know where'd you play? Right. Who'd you play right, with? Right. What's your, you know, how many majors did you take last year? You know, all that kind of stuff, which I think should be all, I mean, personally, if you're picking a real true elite team, that should all be on the table. I should know all that information. My, my other piece of advice, um, and I'm kind of speaking to my level now in terms of just the, the, the level my kid's at, which is the youth level. Put a coach on the ice that's going to make it fun for those kids at the eval. It does not have to be that serious. Like if I have to see move, 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 like what are you, what are you doing? Like th these kids should be smiling after the eval, right? Because that's how you bring out the best in an eight-year-old or a nine-year-old, right? It's not a, it's, why put the pressure on them to that point to, at that level. The kids are already going to the kids that are going to do it are going to do it. That's what you kind of want to see. So please put a, a coach out there that's going to make it fun for them. And actually, I don't think that's just limited to the to the young kids. Um, you know, when I was trying out, I remember trying out as an older kid, like 
coach made it fun. The guy out there made it fun. Like, I know you guys are nervous. I know you're stressed. I know you want to make this team. Let's just have fun and play as hard as we can. That's, that's what you want to create. I Mike, am I, am I incorrect in this? Like, that's what you want. Unless I, 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 I have a hard time thinking of a scenario where you should have a drill instructor out there. So, so I, so I have a whole, I have such a different outlook on this. I, I, and, and that, no, I agree with you. It, it needs, it needs to be fun, but then you need to, but that's, that's how you come into it. Like if you, right. so if anybody that listens to this wants really some sage advice on how to run a program, call me, please. Cause I, I want to give you, I'll, I'll, I'll talk for five hours. Don't <laughs> like, I watch these organizations that have tryouts that are youth programs. Like they're, they're a town program. There is, they have two teams. They have a, they have a, they, they have a 10 U team. They have an A team and a B team. And my philosophy is really number. I mean, I'm talking about hundreds of hundreds of thousands of kids. Really. When you have that tryout, how many new kids are coming into the program? Really? Like at your program, Lee, how many new kids come out of nowhere? Five, six, like the people like, Oh my God, we're like, we're just in a few weeks. Right. But it's very, very (laughs) rare that it's a lot. Right. At the AAA, it's not a lot. It's at the not compilers, a lot. at the big, yeah. huge programs, yes, there's it floods the market, right? But in your little market, that that most of us are in, that most of the youth no, hockey it's, world it's is most in. the same kids. Yeah, it's mostly the same kids. So what the hell is the difference between me saying what team I'm going to put your kid on without having any evaluation and tryout, just based off of the kid? You right. join my program. You join my my world, our family. You hear this all the time. I love my hockey family. And on Facebook, people want to kill each other on April 16th because their kid got cut from the family they love, right? Ah, oh, the team sucks. So I see this all the time. But that's it. To me, that's anxiety. So I'm like, why, why aren't you? Why are you just because my feeling is this. The mom or dad that gets upset because I placed Michael on the B team or the, over the A team because of my random thoughts of where they fit in is just as mad as if they went through this whole three week tryout process at $180 and got put on the B team anyway. So I'd rather as a parent say, okay, well, why did my kid get put on that team? Right. And we could talk about this a whole nother episode, but for hockey directors and program administrators and coaches, I want to know if, if, if you really are this good and you're such a great evaluator, then tell me why my kid didn't make the team and tell me why my kid did make the team and give me some real honest feedback for what right. I'm investing in and what, and why I'm here. Like, why am I here and what can I do to get better? Because the whole thing, Oh, you got to work harder, Lee. Okay. I think I worked pretty hard. Well, you just <laughs> yeah. got to work harder. Thank you for that very sage yeah. advice. Please Thank work you. harder. You sound like a fan at a game. Shoot the puck. You got to shoot, shoot the puck. You got to block. Man. You got to block that shot. Uh, hey, right. that shot's 120 mile per hour. I don't care. You got to get in front of it. Right. You know, as the guy. Actually, you, know, it, you, you do the kid ball. a favor if you're an evaluator. If, if the kid's upset, if, if you tell them good feedback, you do them a favor. You yeah. give them a goal for the year. All no right? doubt it, about it. I think, yeah. and that's why, like, when I advise small programs, like, I always fall. Like, I meet personally, major minor is like the most brilliant way to have youth hockey programs. And what I mean by major minor, if you're not in this world is it goes by year of birth. Right. So if you're a, if you're a squirt, if you're a 10, you second year, 10, you, 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 you're in a pool of just second year, 10 use. Right. If you're a first year, 10, you, you're in a pool of first year, 10 use. It helps in program yeah. retention. It's like, it's like varsity and JV in a lot of ways. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's not even, yeah, it's not even J it's, it's, you could have two bar. Yeah. It's two varsities, right? It's varsity that, that, and varsity. You're right. You're right. It's, it's like the best kids in that age group. And what happens is the kids move up together because in the world of youth hockey, when you do a B and you do two teams and within age groups and statistics will tell you that most of the time, like that's the, the better. Ki- so 
think about this. The better kids in the younger age group make the A team. Right. But then the worst kids get worse. They don't get better. So yeah, they now have to play with you because now you're, there's a wall. You're stuck. You can't go to the next level. You're stuck in the top of that age group. Right. So now the shitty kids, the, the, the kids that aren't that good come in. Right. Right. And then everybody's like, well, I don't want to play with those kids. They stink. I just play with the really good kids. So what do they do? They leave. They leave right. your organization to go to another. So it's a vicious, vicious cycle. So it, there's so many better ways we can fix this and make it where real tryouts and evaluations of kids really become a place where not only can the kid get evaluated, they could get all the attributes of working hard, persevering, you know, being a great person, you know, showing their true colors. But but it also helps because we're building better communities, better family relationships, better team structures. And if you're really in, interested in making your program strong and, and successful and having great retention because of all the work you're putting in to keep kids in your organization, it, it statistically and unequivocally allows you to have kids stay in your program for longer periods of time, which is a whole better way on a return on your investment if you're working in a youth hockey world. I'm done. I want to I want to close this episode out with two questions. Uh, it's going a little over time, and I appreciate the audience that's still listening. Hopefully, we're providing a lot of value, or at least conversation. So, I have one question for Mike. I have one question for Christy. Mike, I'm going to start with you. Um, why are evaluations at the end of the season now and not the start of the next season? Do I have a couple hundred dollar bills here? It's money. <laughs> it's because it's because you can't because people will say, well, I can't put my if I do the if I do. So, so I actually have a weird feeling about this. Like some people say, well, if they had it in September, like they used to have it, it gives my kid all year to work hard and get better to make the top team. Well, I guess you could say that, but all the kids are in the same boat. They're yeah. all in the same. Like, so if they all did that, wouldn't so they relative. all get better and make yeah. the team, you know, make the team and, and commit. I think what, what it also does, in my opinion, it, it, this is, this is a money grab and not unjustly people have to keep their rinks open. You make the team in April, you start April workouts, you have summer programs with your kids. You do that now. Cause that's where this, this is where we all gone back bonkers is that now we're doing the summer select team and the, 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 the preconditioning conditioning camp and the, uh, you know, and I think, but I think it would be the other way around. If you had try, if you had tryouts in September, when kids were naturally going to the hockey season, it would back everyone up. And you would think it actually, Lee, right? It would be easier with technology now. Like back in the day, you actually imagine 10 years ago having to put a schedule together in September for your team for the year. It'd be hard. Right. Because you wouldn't know. You, you hardly had email. Like now yeah. you just send out a blast and say, hey, I have a 10 year team looking for games. Here are the dates. And, and in two seconds, you have games scheduled. So to me, you think it'd be easier to pick a team in September. Yeah, I'm just curious. I'm just curious about it because I don't remember. It I think it all, really... I think it really came about. I mean, you got to remember yeah. USA hockey ceases business in after the national championship. Yeah. So after the nationals are over in, in, you know, uh, March here, then USA hockey is done. So, yeah. so, but, but yeah. rinks need to, rinks need to be rinks and organizations want to retain their kids. And I think they feel like if they don't get their yeah. kids right at the end of the season, yeah, then somebody's exactly. recruiting them for six months. Well, I, I think to, two things. I don't know. I don't have a preference on this. I was just thinking two things. One, one is that there is a, there is a, a, a point to seeing their skill level at the end of a season, just to see where they've gotten to. Um, and there's also the idea of from a political standpoint, man, if you don't hold your tryouts in April and you do it in September, the kids are going to pick another team because they're going to make another team. So it's, well, that's, it's, it. that's the vicious cycle of it too. Um, 
you know, I just, I, I just found that weird because like I said, you know, we're going to have evaluations here in a couple of weeks. And I'm like, I don't really, I don't know if my kid's going to play hockey this summer. We talk about that. He might, he might play a couple um, like summer spring leagues. I'm sorry, summer leagues, not spring league, but like, he might be off the ice for a while here. And it, it's like, you know, he's going to come back and he might not be where he left off. I don't put that much onus on that because he's eight. <laughs> I want him to play multiple sports. It's a little different when you're 15. I'll, I'll, I'll give that. All right. Um, Christy, my question for you. Um, uh, you're the only one who can answer this. You've been through it oh. with two kids, full hockey careers in youth hockey. Is there anything you would have done differently? Anything you would have changed? Anything you think you did really well that yeah, you can take away? Um, right. Um, it's, it's really hard, especially when your kid gets cut from a team. Um, you feel so angry and so upset and you think, how's my kid going to recover from this? You really kind of get caught up in it. Um, and ha now looking back, really, uh, and, I, and I, it was a blessing. It really was a blessing that she got caught and I didn't see it at the time. Obviously now, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, right? Right. And it's so true because you look back and I'm thinking, okay, let's say she made that triple A team at that young age and she probably would have sat a lot. She wouldn't have had a lot of game experience because the other girls were so advanced. She wouldn't have that opportunity to be creative like she did on the house team, which got created because a bunch of girls got cut. So we all came together and created this team. Um, and from there, she met girls who were trying out for a high school team. So all of a sudden she wanted to go out, try out for a high school team. I don't think she would have tried out for a high school because that AAA team didn't like high school hockey play. They didn't, didn't let their girls, you couldn't play on a high school team because they were so elite. If you're on our team, you do not play high school hockey. Thank God she played high school hockey. That was the best experience of her life. They won a state championship. They won sectionals every year. Um, and those are the best memories she's ever had. And she got creative and um, you know, talented enough to play college hockey. So I guess my lesson, life lesson for parents is don't stress about it, especially if they get cut from a team. It could be the best thing that ever happened. You may not see it at the time, at the moment and it hurts like hell but trust me when that door closes there could be a better one that's about to open for your kid um so you know it's it's a very trying time tryouts are trying for the kid and for the parent don't get in their head so much <laughs> resist that temptation and just uh you know just be supportive be a good parent yeah and it's a great note to end it on and it's kind of like, I think we bookended it actually <laughs> with that note, you know, it, it's all out of love. All of it's out of love for your kids, hopefully, right? Uh, you know, and, and, and at the end of the day, they just got to know that, you know what I mean? So anyway, this was a lengthy episode for those of you listening. We really appreciate you staying to the end. It's, it's, it's one of those topics. It kind of deserves a lot of time. We could probably keep going, but we all have regular lives that we have to live. So um, uh, again, if you have not done so already, please head over to whenhockeystops.com and pick up, the, pick up the new book that uh, Christy and I wrote. You have early access options now before it's full release on March 29th. Also, if you love this show, which you probably do if you listen to this entire episode, make sure to like and subscribe. Maybe give us a ranking on, 
Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen. It really helps us out a lot as we continue to grow. You are a wonderful audience. We love hearing from you and the feedback that we get. It means a ton to us. It affirms us being here every week. But that is going to do it for this edition of Our Kids Play Hockey. For my really great friends, Mike Benelli and Christy Casciano-Burns, I'm Lee Elias. We'll see you on the next episode. Have a great week and good luck with your evaluations. Take care. We hope you enjoyed this edition of Our Kids Play Hockey. Make sure to like and subscribe right now if you found value wherever you're listening, whether it's a podcast network, a social media network, or our website, ourkidsplayhockey.com. Also, make sure to check out our children's book, When Hockey Stops, at whenhockeystops.com. It's a book that helps children deal with adversity in the game and in life. We're very proud of it. But thanks so much for listening to this edition of Our Kids Play Hockey, and we'll see you on the next episode.